Hey guys, welcome to the sixth episode of Smart News, powered by QuizX Podcast. At this episode, I'm going to answer some of the questions regarding the ride-hailing company Uber. The questions like, can Uber ever be profitable? Are there any quick fixes to improve Uber's profitability? What else can Uber do in the short term to reverse its steep losses? Can Uber ever deliver the transformative profitable future that is its CEO as promised? Stay with me guys to know more. Let's begin this session with a quick brief history about Uber. Uber is an American multinational ride-hailing company that offers services that include peer-to-peer ride-sharing, ride service hailing, food delivery and a micro-mobility system with electric bikes and electric scooters. The company is based in San Francisco and has an operation in over 785 metropolitan areas worldwide. As of 2019, Uber is estimated to have 110 million worldwide users. Uber was founded in 2009 as Uber Cab by Garrett Camp. He was is a computer programmer and is and the co-founder of a social media website StumbleUpon and he was later joined by Travis Kalanick. He is an ex-CEO of Uber. On New Year's Eve, after Camp and his friends spent around $800 hiring a private driver, Camp wanted to find a way to reduce the cost of direct transportation. He realized that sharing the cost with people could make it more affordable and his idea morphed later into Uber. Following a beta version in May 2010, Uber's services and mobile app officially launched in San Francisco in 2011 and originally the application only allowed users to hail a black luxury car and the price was 1.5 times that of a taxi. And in 2011 the company changed its name from Uber Cab to Uber after receiving a lot of complaints from San Francisco taxi operators. The company's early hires include a nuclear physicist, a computational neuroscientist, and a machinery expert who worked on predicting demand for private hired car drivers and where demand is highest. On 2012, the company introduced UberX, a cheaper option that lets people drive for Uber using non-luxury vehicles subjected to a background check, registration requirement, and car standards. And by early 2013, the services was operating in 35 cities. Uber allowed drivers to use their personal vehicles as part of UberX, which was started in 2013, and rates were quickly lowered, which caused some dissatisfaction among Uber black and taxi operators, whose earnings decreased as a result of increased competition at lower rates. In 2014, Uber launched Uber Pool, a carpooling service in San Francisco area which was later became a massive hit and it spread around the world. In August 2014, Uber launched Uber Eats, a food delivery service which again became a hit and spread throughout the world 
and in 2016 after facing a tough competition in China Uber sold its operation to its Chinese competitor called Didi Tuxing and in exchange for an 18% stake in Didi in 2017 Taris Kalanick uh, was removed as a CEO and he was replaced by Dara Koshawashi and who served as a CEO of Expedia and Travis Kalanick was removed after a lot of complaints in the Uber workforce about the sexual harassments on May 2019 the company became a public company through an initial public offering underwritten by 30 banks including Morgan Stanley following the initial public offering Uber's share dropped 11% resulting in the biggest first day dollar loss in IPO history for the United States and it then posted losses of 1 billion dollar on its first quarter of 2019 in its first earnings report as a public company a month after going public both COO and CMO stepped down and Uber posted a drastic 5.2 billion dollar loss for the second quarter of 2019 Now big question arises regarding the Uber's profitability. Will Uber will ever be profitable? May 2019 was a tough month for Uber. The company that had lost more money faster than any venture in history. added the distinction of having destroyed more shareholder value in its first two days of trading than any IPO history in by huge margin in response the ceo of ubo dara sent a letter to employees and investors dara's candor was admirable but its appraisal could hardly be reassuring to thousands of employees whose stock options are underwater and who now find themselves working for a company that is neither profitable nor growing to come nervous investors dara has been doing his best to provide assurances of a bright future emphasizing that uber is well positioned to penetrate a 12 trillion dollar addressable market and uber is a platform is poised to become the amazon of transportation He also posted that other companies like Amazon and Facebook also had a rocky IPO and look at them now. Uber has not been able to achieve advantaged economies of scale nor network effects despite its massive size. With respect to scale economies, in Uber's asset-light business model, the vast majority that is 78% of gross bookings must be paid out to drivers. whether it delivers one trip or 10 billion moreover uber's next two highest expense categories are cost of revenue and marketing and this both are also highly rated to the number of rides delivered limiting scale efficiencies network effects are much much weaker than uber envisioned because of extremely low switching cost and also the drivers as well as riders dual switch between Uber and Lyft in the United States 
As a result, Uber and Lyft are served by roughly the same number of US drivers, despite the Uber's US revenue being roughly 2.5 times greater. So much for Uber's supposed network effects that assumed it could attract more drivers because it has more riders, which in turn would attract more drivers in a winner-take-all virtuous cycle. Given ride-sharing industry characteristics, smaller competitors are able to vigorously compete against Uber in every market it serves. As a result, Uber has been deeply unprofitable in the United States, its biggest and most major market, while also struggling in international markets as well. Uber has already withdrawn from China, from Russia and Southeast Asia, and in Brazil, despite its 80% market share, Uber remains unprofitable, even after 80% market share, as a fierce competition from uh, its competitor, Cabify and 99. And Uber is not alone. For the similar reasons, none of the other major rideshare providers around the world are profitable either, including Lyft in the United States, Didi Chuxing in China, Ola in India, or Grab in Southeast Asia. Until and unless Uber can find ways to overcome the numerous weaknesses in its business model, the company will never be profitable. Are there quick fixes to improve Uber's profitability? The most quick fixes are for Uber, you maybe think, maybe to raise prices or by shrinking driving driver's pay or to acquire competitors to consolidate market power. But none of these initiatives address the root causes of Uber's flawed business model and thus they cannot and will not be effective. Let's discuss this one by one. <coughs> Raising prices. Okay, uh, many observers have suggested that the time has come for Uber to raise prices since millions of customers have come to rely on its services and competitors are also under pressure to shrink chronic losses. But there are good reasons why rideshare companies have been engaged in intensive price competition and Uber and Lyft move to public financing doesn't change the underlying market dynamics. As long as consumers and drivers view competing services as a substantiable commodities, just an apt clickaway, rideshare companies will be forced to compete aggressively for each and every fare. And secondly, you you or the second reason you might think of maybe of squeezing driver's pay, since 78% of the money goes to the drivers. Uber operates in a two-sided market and just as raising consumer prices is problematic, attempts to squeeze driver pay could severely threaten Uber's supply of drivers. In the month leading up to its IPO, Uber tested out this concept called mileage-based pay rates in the selected cities around US and it infuriated drivers. Uber is already facing driver supply challenges in its home market US where low unemployment 
raising wages and growing competition for gig workers is constraining the company's ability to attract and retain new drivers cutting driver pay to improve corporate profit is simply not a viable option and the third option you may think of acquiring its competitors to gain the market power uber could use its cash reserves to buy lift maybe in the united states you know to way to market dominance in a market, major market giving it greater pricing power but acquisition driven consolidation is problematic on several grounds firstly mergers for the expressed purpose of lowering competition and raising consumer prices would likely run afoul of antitrust laws particularly in markets like the united states and in india where the top two players command a market share over 90% secondly smaller potential acquisition candidates are already partly or fully owned by deep pocketed strong competitors uber is facing perhaps even greater deep pocketed competition in its food delivery business where new capital at skyrocketing valuation is flooding the market for example amazon recently announced 575 million dollar investment in london based delivery and then there is doordash which raised just raised an additional 600 million dollar cash at a valuation of 12.6 billion dollars and then there's postmates that has already filed confidential paperwork with the sec uh, for an ipo after announcing the addition of another 1000 cities to its us best restaurants delivery network uber it's is thus likely to be mired in a fierce and unprofitable market share battle in the restaurant delivery sector for years to come so where can uber look to improve its financial performance the answer lies in finding new ways to gain strategic leverage from uber's superior global scale and scope there are four business opportunities as listed by the experts from the panel of forbes magazine and and the four opportunities in the short to medium term where uber's superior scale could convey profit enhancing competitive advantage and they are pooled right services royalty programs data monetization and price discrimination let's come down to pooled right services and this pooled search services in theory should be a win-win proposition for riders drivers uber and the communities served because i vehicle and labor productivity creates more value to share among stakeholders as such pooled ride sharing should yield lower fares for passengers just like 20 to 25% lower than uber x and io pay for drivers increased uber profitability and reduced congestion and emission per rider the second feasible option would be to introduce loyalty programs airlines learned a long time ago that frequent flyer reward programs can be a valuable but expensive way to build customer royalty 
Ubu recently rolled out its own loyalty program in the United States called Ubu Rewards. For every dollar spent on Ubu, enrolled users earn points to ascend to different benefit types of loyalty program. All passengers receive a $5 ride credit after accounting and accumulating 500 reward points. Higher spending yields additional perks including the ride cancellation penalty waivers, surge pricing protection, vehicle upgrades, free Uber Eats deliveries, phone support and ride credits for e-bikes and scooters. Uber's loyalty program is also relatively expensive unlike airlines where the marginal cost of providing an otherwise empty seat to a reward passenger is close to $0. Uber is required to cover the full driver cost for every reward trip. So while Uber's reward is a logical and somewhat advantaged addition to Uber's value proposition, it is unlikely to drive game-changing economics. And the third option would be is to monetize the data. Uber collects a vast amount of data on its riders and drivers movements and more correctly and more recently on customers restaurant orders as well. Lest there be any doubt about the value of such data, consider how Uber has deviously used this information for its own benefit in the past. Using one feature dubbed as God's Wheel, Uber employees were able to track the movement of passengers. for all kind of inappropriate reasons without rider consent resulting in an FTC privacy violation settlement in another instance uber used a platform feature dubbed as hell to track the movements of drivers who asked who also worked for lift armed with this insight uber was able to order and cancel trip requests from bogus lift accounts and then quickly send real uber ride request to aggrieved drivers in a hope of gaining greater royalty fortunately neither of these unethical practices is still in effect and ceo dara has promised to do the right thing going forward nonetheless there are more legitimate opportunities to exploit or to monetize user data for uber's benefit for example uber eats has been able to recommend menu additions to its participating restaurant owners based on detailed analysis of customer food choices. Uber might also consider selling data insight from its massive database on customer travel patterns. The New York Times reported that a growing number of companies sell, use or analyze location data to cater to advertisers, retail outlets and even hedge funds seeking insight into customer behavior. In one example an advertising agency bought location data from a mobile phone tracking app to sell ad campaigns to personal injury lawyers targeting patients who recently visited hospital emergency rooms without of course the patient's knowledge or consent there are undoubtedly other ways Uber could monetize its vast global location database in a market where sales of location targeted advertising in the United States reached around 21 billion dollar in 2 years back but with uber's fraught history of misusing customer and driver data and the growing tech backlash against the unauthorized commercial sale of personal data uber is unlike, unlikely to risk further reputation harm pursuing this potentially lucrative 
but legally and ethically murky business opportunity the fourth option would be something called dynamic pricing or price discrimination rather than raising all prices uniformly uber could utilize price discrimination that is charge each user the price he or she is willing to pay for each trip the beauty of price discrimination is that for relatively loyal customers uber would have an asymmetric information advantage not only over customers but over lift as well uber could therefore quietly experiment with different pricing algorithms to find the optimal breakpoints to premium price opportunity and the one more option for uber to get a profitable status in the short term is to sell the loss making businesses and as we have seen the last week uber eats india was sold to zomato and this is an all stock deal that will give uber 10% stake in the indian food delivery and restaurant discovery platform zomato as part of the deal all direct restaurants delivery partners and the users of the uber youtube platform will be transferred to zomato and american company ubo has been facing increased pressure from investors to turn a profit despite growth in volume uber eats had been facing stiff competition in india because of zomato and swiggy walking away with the first user advantage the two indian food delivery business control about 80% of the food delivery market uber also has at a make sizable expenditure on subsidies on promotional offers to gain new users the deal may prove to be a double advantage for uber the multinational will now be able to cut losses and as part of the deal acquire t- stakes in startup that was valued at 3.5 billion dollar this month and in an official statement zomato said they will now be able to add 10 million monthly food orders to their tally added to the already existing 40 million they expect to outnumber swiggy especially in southern parts of india that are considered swiggy's stronghold according to the report by new york times uber eats never managed to attract many restaurants or customers in india in fact for the first 3 quarters of 2019 uber eats in india accounted for 3% only 3% of the gross bookings for its platform globally and at least 25% of its adjusted operating losses uber had also projected an operating loss of around half a billion dollars in its food delivery business for the 5 months through the december 